Blue Wire. The Jazz are f***ed. This is not going to be a good one. This is no, not this, be- this series ends on Friday. The Jazz simply don't have it anymore in that they've lost their, they've completely lost their advantage and they've lost what's made them dynamic all season long. Should we talk about it? I think we should. <laughs> and a three and a two. And a <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah jazz podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News. And as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. The Jazz lost game five at home and they trail the Clippers in the series three to two. Uh, Elimination game coming on Friday. Greg, it does not look good. Well, you know, one thing that we've established on this podcast is that I am the eternal optimist. Yeah. And I surround myself in every facet and aspect of my life with positivity and optimism. And with that said, the Jazz are boned. Yeah. (laughs) With a capital B. You know, I'm going to push back on something that I I said on the last pod, actually. When we were talking about the Jazz and talking about the possibility of them losing like a game five or game six, this going the Clippers way, I said, you know, if the Jazz can't play themselves out of this, then they've got much, much deeper problems than just not being healthy do they have problems yes because you know you're you're ending up with guys like Derek favors and george niang who just like can't play in a playoff game right now me aoni too yeah i'm like i'm kind of thinking are these dudes like legit nba players if you can't contribute in the playoff but you know, maybe those guys don't play and maybe, you know, Derek Favors lack of ability to be Rudy Gobert doesn't matter as much if you do have Mike Conley and you do have Donovan Mitchell, because I know that Donovan Mitchell has played in the last five games, but he hasn't been there. No. And that is not to say that he hasn't been great because he has played some really fantastic games in this series. He's done some really impressive stuff. He's doing absolutely as much as he can, but We've, we've said it. I mean, we're saying it agnosium now, like he can't do it all, man. He can't. And the guy is hurt. You can see it on his face. You hear it when he talks. He it's not, it's not just, he's banged up and bruised. He's hurt. Yeah. This man. And I think it's even beyond hurt at this point. Like this man is injured. Yeah. Ever since he did that really hard plan through the leg, step back dribble and came up wincing that really was the the turning point in the series. And it's kind of been all downhill from here. And what what Donovan has been able to do on a leg and a half in this series, nothing short of phenomenal. No. But that man hit a wall last night, and it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Like, the guy's got big, strong shoulders, but that's too much of a load for a guy like that to have to carry, especially with his physical condition right now. You know, and we could talk about things that went wrong in the game. And sure, you know, the Jazz couldn't close out on shooters. The Jazz weren't contesting shots. They basically weren't playing defense. They were making some shots early in the game. They started missing shots later. When they started missing shots, they already weren't defending, and so they lost. I I think that sort of a game recap right now is not as necessary. No. Because 
here's here's what's going to happen moving forward let's the jazz this is the series is not over the jazz could win right yes anything is possible so let's say that the jazz win on win game six on friday they go back home they pull it out mike conley comes back donovan finds a a third gear that he hasn't been into whatever so let's let's say that they break out the horse tranquilizers yeah let's say that donovan's able to do it and they make it to the western conference finals that's it yeah that's it and so i guess the question now is do you bring in mike do you push Donovan like even further than they've already been pushed? You know, maybe Mike comes in, he pulls the hammy a little bit more. These aren't injuries that I, I, I'm worried about them really, really being bad. Cause they're going to have the off season. Donovan's ankle is going to heal. Mike's hammy is going to get better, but do you push them to win against the Clippers knowing that they're hurt? They're hurt, but and they're g- not going to be able to do it in the Western conference finals. I'm going to, I'm going to push back on that. I do want to validate and say that I think you have some good points, Yeah, but we have seen very recently with star players who have gone out there and play hurt and it's had drastic effects. Isaiah Thomas being one of them, right? Kevin Durant being another one. So I think the jazz have a, a really hard decision to make and we, you heard about it in Mike's press conference yesterday Yesterday about them not wanting to gamble or mortgage their playoff future. Do, you, do we want the Utah Jazz to do that and to risk uh, long-term health from Mike Conley, who's not exactly a spring chicken anymore, or yeah. Donovan Mitchell, your franchise cornerstone, who has been your undebatably the best player for your team? One of the best players in these playoffs while he's yeah. hurt. He's been, I mean, if we're putting together like an all playoff team is Donovan's what second team at, at worst. Yeah. I put worst? first team. Yeah. He's yeah. second team at worst and he's hurt. And he, yeah. And he's playing a one and a half ankles. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's the thing is like, do you push them to get to the Western conference final? And because I do not believe that the jazz can win the Western. I, if the Jazz were healthy, if the if the Jazz were this team as constructed with Mike mm-hmm. Conley healthy, with Donovan Mitchell healthy, I think that the Jazz could beat the Suns. I do too. In their current state, even if they were to somehow rattle off these two wins and win this series, Suns in five. Yeah, like they might get swept. Yeah, they could very easily get swept. Phoenix is really, really good, and they're well coached and they defend and they rebound and Aiton has been a monster for them and Chris and healthy Paul and yeah and they're healthy <laughs> I mean did we not talk about this before they even the playoffs started when we started this podcast we both said that health was going to be the biggest factor in these playoffs and that's exactly what's happening yeah. Philly's not right right now they blew a 26 point lead and the Hawks are they're healthy yeah. And, and I, I know that there's going to, you know, there's some people out there that might be thinking, well, CP3 may, might have COVID. So maybe you, maybe you get in and you get against them and you can make it to the finals if you could beat him if he's out for long enough. But like, that's a, that's a lot of ifs. Yeah. That's not, that's not a bet I'm taking to Vegas. Mm-mm. No. Can I kind of switch topics though, just a little bit? Because I do. No, no. <laughs> I do kind of, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Jazz's problem. And 
Dan Clayton, who's at Dan Clayton with mm-hmm. a zero instead of an O, kind of put out a great little recap of the Jazz's problems. It seemed like he posted a screenshot from his phone and somebody had asked him, I'm not sure who it is, but it says, it's not having Mike Conley that big of a difference for Utah. And Dan really succinctly, concisely, and very smartly surmised the problems going on with the Jazz. I just want to take uh, uh, two minutes and read this. Mm-hmm. He writes, it's not just Conley. It's the fact that Dawn is really hurt and really in all caps, like very hurt, can't do things he normally does. So with him playing on one leg, you need someone else who can beat the Clippers switching and swarming defense. Mike can do that. But without Mike and Don unable to just impose his will, it's left to other guys. Joe Ingles is a great PNR facilitator, but he's not a foot speed guy. Like, you know, he's not the type of guy who's going to split the double team, which caused the Clippers have so many fits against Donovan in the first two games when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. So he can't really beat the switch on his own. Clarkson can sometimes, but then there's a 50-50 chance he's going to do something dumb on the read once he's past the first line of defense. And that's it. Those are the Jazz's options for creating offense right now. Royce doesn't create his own shot or create for others. Bogey can get it, but he's more of an endpoint in the offense as opposed to being the guy that generates everything against the tough defense. It's just... The Mike and Don injuries are keeping them from having the tools to beat this specific team and this specific defense. Shrug emoji. They can still do it. With Kawhi Hurd, they can go 2-0 and and win this. But unless Mike and or Don magically heal up by Friday, it's going to take either Jordan playing much smarter or Joe figuring out how he can be aggressive as a creator. Right now, they just don't have any juice on offense. And just to add to that... I think we're also seeing that that lack of offense and that inspiration and that juice that's transferred over to the, the, the defensive end. The Jazz last night might be the worst defensive performance of the season. The points that Dan makes are so well taken. It's just everything compounds because like once yes. you don't have once you don't have Mike, like you can make up for that. You know, you can, mm-hmm. but you can't if Donovan can't cut around a screen sure, or if he can't on the defensive side, he can't cut around a screen or he has to break through a switch. He has to make that switch, but that requires again, like a burst off of that right foot. And so he's just, he's like two steps slower than he normally is. And at that point, the Clippers are by you. Right. Putting this in into a larger context, what team outside of the Brooklyn nets can be down their two best players and still beat a top team in the NBA. And the only reason the Nets can is because they have Kevin Durant, a literal top 10 player in the history of basketball. One of the most prodigious all-around players and maybe the greatest scorer of all time. And I'm sorry, love you, Rudy, love you, Bogey. You're not Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know, you can lose Kyrie and James Harden, but if you've got Kevin Durant, who is currently, <laughs> this is crazy to me, he's currently shooting, his shooting splits are 52-42-88 in the playoffs. <laughs> Just on a tangent, again, we both talked about being fans of basketball more right. than like being fans of a particular team. I really hope you guys are all watching what Kevin Durant and a lot of these just super special players are doing right now in the playoffs. Even I know it hurts. It hurts me to watch that game last night, 
Paul George last night was special as yeah. hell. And it takes a special kind of player to be able to do this. And I hope that you all are enjoying greatness, even if that greatness comes at the expense of your own team. It I sucks, but you can only tip your cat to, to, to people like that. You know, to your point, Paul George, he has endured a lot of hate, you know? And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Absolutely. Every overrated chant, every push off P chant, every playoff P chant. I, I enjoy that stuff. Like that's the kind of like fan heat that I like. Yeah. I'll take that over Utah jazz fans throwing slurs around. Right. Give me that. And to be in that kind of a hostile environment and Paul George talked about it after game five, the jazz fans are one of the most hostile environments you'll come into, especially during the playoffs, because like, they're not going to let up on you at mm-hmm. all they're going to keep giving it to you all especially the ones that are down close that can actually you know you can get the players attention and he said you know it's always been hostile but he enjoys it when it's like that and to have a guy come into an environment like that and to know his reputation that he has rightfully earned and to have a performance like he did against the jazz in game five is really really impressive the man put victor on suicide watch poor victor man we Will we ever get him back? <laughs> uh, probably not this year. Maybe Victor will make make some off season episode uh, guest appearances. Yeah, I know that he uh, he's been real close with the Kirilinkos. So <laughs> uh, ultimately, again, it's it's really disheartening and disconcerting that it's it's well known at this point that your two your, your two guns are not firing at full capacity. And again, nobody stepped up outside of the first, the first half. I mean, prodigious scoring shooting by Clarkson and Boyan. But then like, again, we didn't have, it wasn't the 48 minutes. And even with the jazz making like breaking records for three pointers made and a half, they still were only up five because they were careless with the ball and they played negative defense. Yeah. And as I'm watching the game, it's like, yeah, their defense sucks. Yeah. They're turning the ball over. Some of the turnovers were egregious. So bad. But as I'm watching them defend, it's like, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not like upset. It's, It's like, what do you expect? You know, you can't make those rotations. You can't close out on guys like that because the the rotation ahead of you is Jonathan Mitchell and he can't move fast enough. Right. And Mike's not out there. And so it's like, it's, it's not like I see this jazz team as like the number one seed in the league and they fizzled. It's like they're the number one seed and they had a real chance at title contention and they're too hurt to do it. Yeah, it's like going on a cross-country road trip and you all of a sudden blow two tires. Right. It's not It's not because you planned a bad trip. No. because the tires are blown out. Yeah, and like you just... The Jazz have lost their dynamism is ultimately what it is. And they've lost what was their clear advantage in this in the series, which we if you go back and listen to our previous episodes and our preview episode we talked about how the jazz had a clear advantage in the guard play because right. mike and donovan are such good shooters and can break down a defense and can split a double team and 
uh, more than anything before Donovan re-injured his ankle is that they were able to hunt people and hunt Mm -hmm. certain clippers when they were doing that switching defense. Donovan would get one-on-one with Zubak or, or Kennard or Kennard. Oh, those first two games, man. He torched Kennard. Like you could charge Donovan with felonies with what he was doing with, with Luke Kennard and Zubak and, and Marcus Morris. And like, you just don't have that anymore. And that's taken all the juice out. And, you know, from a fan perspective, it sucks because this team is super talented and we've yet to see them fully healthy for a playoff run. Yeah. Last year, not having bogey. Hard to believe that the Jazz don't win that series if Bogdanovich is healthy against the Nuggets. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard not to believe that the Jazz don't have a clear advantage if Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley are both healthy. However, there is one caveat we haven't talked about, and that is the Clippers are down a first ballot Hall of Famer. I I know where you're going. And I mean, here's the thing. Yes, you're you're down Kawhi Leonard, and that's that's gonna suck for the Clippers, and that's gonna come to bite them. I think if if they end up winning this series and going to the Western Conference Finals, that'll bite them in the next series. But right now, it's like the day after they get the news that Kawhi is not gonna play. At that point, you got Paul George, Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Reggie Jackson, Luke, and all of them being yeah. like, they're all like, well, got nothing to lose now. That's you're playing with zero fear at that point. Yeah. Because because that, that flips the script on not just the playoffs, but the offseason and next season. Because if you yeah. lose without Kawhi, it's not as bad. But what you did see with the Clippers is they were the team that did go for broke. And right. they were the team that did step up. And they came into the Jazz's house. They took a dump in the toilet and didn't flush. <laughs> They tracked mud all over your couch, like they're Rick James and a Dave Chappelle sketch. They ran into the fridge. They made sandwiches. They didn't clean up. They left the dishes on the table and the jazz didn't do anything about it. The jazz got punked last night. Let's not mince words. Yeah. And that's, that's what's so disheartening. I mean, and I, that, I get it too. And I, I just, I want to make sure that like both, both sides of that are out there because you are absolutely correct. The jazz got punked. They didn't come out with the right attitude, energy, intensity, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-mm. Being down Mike Conley, knowing how injured Donovan is like they should have been slamming their foot on the gas pedal the entire time to this series. And they haven't done it. And that's on them. And then again, if I, if I'm one of those players, I'm thinking, it's not like we're going to win a championship without Mike and Don, you know, you're right. Yeah. So it's really, I'm, I'm sure that it's really hard to generate that attitude where you're like, it, let's go for it. It's hard to generate that. If you're like, we can go for it all we want. It's not happening. One, two, three Cancun. Right. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier to generate that attitude. Yeah. I, and I get where you're coming from. It doesn't make it any easier. No, to not at all. It's, it's difficult. It's, and it sucks. It really, really sucks. And it sucks to just see the 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 Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde-ness of this game and just how shell-shocked they looked in that third quarter. Yeah. You know, they got 
pantsed in front of the entire school and swirlied and stuffed into a locker. And it sucks the, because the, it's like watching watching Don. I feel so bad for him. I really yeah. do. Those comments after after the game where he's talking about like not being able to get to his spots and you know have being like a, and above looking at a spot. He's like I that that's a lane that I can split. I can get there. And he goes and tries to do it and he can't. That's super relatable as a wash 36 year old who still yeah. plays pickup ball. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And like, there's such a mental aspect to an injury, like an ankle. And you can see that was definitely frustrating Donovan. Cause he knows that he couldn't trust it. And it's, it's, it hurts when you're, when you plant and it's not there, that's excruciating pain. And it was written all over donovan's face i i actually praise donovan he doesn't he's not the type of person who can lie with his emotions right he's he has and he had such a very palpable sense of frustration uh and i think that was by the throughout the game that was pretty palpable for the whole team i mean i thought rudy's comments after the game were damning when he's talking about we didn't come into the game and play with a sense of urgency. Oh, and he said, he said, yeah, we were shooting great. That's fine. I wish that we would have missed some shots so that we yeah. would have realized we had to play defense. That's, that's not what you want to hear your center say your defensive anchor say, I mean, I can't, I can't like blame I him. No, I don't he, disagree. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I think he's spot on. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's got to be a kick in the dick if you're a jazz fan. And it just, and again, like this is so cyclical. Cause like that sucks. You don't want to hear Rudy Gobert saying that kind of stuff. You don't want to hear Donovan saying but that's where we're at. That's, that's where, reality. That's where we're at. We got to figure it the out. They don't have any more options. They, they can't play better defense. They can't get it done. Donovan can't explode and burst through double team. They can't. Yeah, it really does kind of feel like the end of the road for this season, and it sucks, and I think it's a much bigger problem that we've seen throughout this season in the NBA with the just laundry list of compounding injuries in it. It's a bummer. If this if this is you know the end of the road come tomorrow, then hats off for a great season. I know that it didn't end the way that Jazz fans wanted it to end, but... It was such a good it's, run. I mean, it was fun, it's, right? Yeah, it's, it's been fun. And like, just remember where the Jazz were a few years ago, winning 26 games during the Ty Corbin era. You're not far off. There's only one team that's going to win this thing. Right. You're right there. I know that might sound like like loser talk, but it's it's reality i know it's it's a silver lining it might not be very shimmering but that's where you're at guys yeah i mean there's some fans that are going to be ready to like throw in the towel fire quinn trade trade everyone away you know what i say to, you want to say to him <laughs> i don't care shut up yeah <laughs> you like this, babies this team did such a good job they're playing in the second round of the playoffs with george niang and Mieoni. <laughs> They're doing as good as they can, man. <laughs> yeah. I think this this series has been a good litmus test of winning a playoff series, winning two games of this series with an injured Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley on the bench has shown you just how far you've come. Yeah. 
that if they do end up losing this series is also a good litmus test to tell you, especially the front office and the jazz organization, just how much further you have to go. Yeah. Round out the roster. We're going to get all this. We're going to get into all that eventually. I don't need to go but, into that right now, but I think that before we sort of wrap up, I mean, I will say we definitely are sounding like we're eulogizing the jazz and we are a little bit because even if let's say that they win game six on Friday, none of my feelings right now change about them. I do, they're no. too, they're too hurt. Yeah. You've lost name another team in the league. Like I said, outside of the nets who could lose two of their three best players. And again, it's only because they have KD as the yeah, third. And, and still compete for a title. Imagine Phoenix without Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Chris Paul's like, not Chris Paul's not going to win a title on his own. I mean, you take Kawhi and PG away from the Clippers. I mean, you take Kawhi with. I don't. I don't think that Clippers team is going to beat the Suns. I don't think they're, they're going to beat, beat anyone Suns. without Kawhi. If you're a Jazz fan, I think you look at it like that. We weren't going to make it anyway. You know. I'm here for Hawks Suns though. Give me yeah, Hawks Suns man. in the finals. <laughs> yeah, like a double small market. With, is Atlanta a small market? I mean, the small market terminology. Is the small market just like anybody who is in Chicago, Miami, LA, or New York? I don't know because like, you know, the Golden State was considered a small market team that no one ever gave a shit about until Steph Curry was leading the team. Yeah, that's fair. And that's Bay Area. It's like one of the biggest markets in the world. Yeah, so I that's think, a good point. I think the small market team is like the one that doesn't generate interest. That's the way that I look at it. That's that's a good way to to look at things. I like that. Atlanta's just not an exciting team. They haven't been for a very long time. That team but, rules, though. That team's yeah, cool. Man, I like it. I like that team. Yeah. Let's put a uh, very shimmering silver lining bow on this episode. Silver lining is these guys are going to get healthy, and next season is going to be great. No, oh, hold on. I'm going to try to find another silver lining. Here it comes. Maybe Paul George can't do it twice in a row without Kawhi and the Jazz win game six. Bring a game seven back to Vivint. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. We're getting Victor out of the hospital. That's bring, my silver lining. Bring Victor out of the hospital and do it with a game six victory. Let's make it happen. I'm here for it. Thank you for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, follow at NBA Sarah, at Dad Cham Dad, at Unsalvageable or Unsalvageables. Yeah, I've been that's doing this for a super long time, and I'm, you know, you mix them up a lot. You tell you tell people listen, the if show the, if, is unsalvageable. So hey, I'm just I'm up. giving a Utah Jazz level effort of defense on this podcast <laughs> during this segment. So, I can't believe on the last episode I said I would never fire you. I'm really regretting that. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tenured at this point. Uh, give us five stars, you guys, because even even if it's a bummer, it's great, right? Five stars, five stars, and. We'll talk to you after game six. Go Jazz. Hello to everyone. It is Victor. I know I break promise about not coming on number one Utah Jazz podcast, but I come here from hospital with a bit of update. I am doing much better. I learn coping skills. I have learned coping skills throughout many years of Soviet bloc. Uh. I took 
Last three games, be too seriously in developed heart problem. Again, much better I'm doing. <laughs> Utah Jazz, not so much. No, the Utah Jazz? <laughs> Utah Jazz, very, very bad. I have to log off now and get rest. Bye-bye. <laughs>